Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and celebrate footy finals with their footy finals half price vitamin sale. Stock up on all your favourite vitamins today. Be quick, end September 24. Triple M Now, AB producer Luke, I, I don't listen to other people's conversations, but if someone's going to take a phone call in the same studio I'm sitting in and working, obviously I'm going to hear bits and bobs and mm-hmm. I think it's fair game if you're having a public conversation in front of other people. This is obviously directed at me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take any calls on the studio so, today. So it was Alex. Uh, AB's got a beautiful Cavalier King Charles, something called Ted. Yes, she was just telling us before that her password for everything is Teddy the Tart. <laughs> Literally, Alex calls up. So what's the what's the stand password? No, I'm going to change everything. Teddy, Teddy the Tart, sixty nine or something. It's similar. got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Well, not really. When you can, you're putting sex stuff together with your dog and calling your dog a tart. But he's yeah. a tart because he gets like he'll go up to anyone and be like. Like, he's not loyal. You can see how it's strange to normal people. It's got a good ring to it. <laughs> I can't even remember. I think when I just got him, I was yeah. making an account for something, and I looked at him, and he was getting a pat from some random. I was like, that'll do. No, nothing beats your old email address. What was that again? Hotbody14. That's right. <laughs> and was that 2014? You were, um, what's that thing where you're manifesting? Manifesting. Yeah. manifesting I be- a- I'm a really strong believer right. in email manifestation, yeah. like password manifestation. Yeah. So, yeah, like, often yeah. I'll have my password as places I want to visit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I had, oh. yeah, 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 I had Greek islands. Baghdad 25 or something. <laughs> Prison Baghdad. 2024. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real, no, I read in an article in the New York Times once, yeah. this guy was getting a divorce and he, yeah, he, he made his password forgive her 2012 because oh. he was trying to forgive his wife for cheating on him and move on. And He's punching it in every day. Yeah, you, but he you, said that. You do it and you go, okay, I will, I will, I will. But you aren't. And he, he said, reckons it did work. Hot body did work that year. That's quite hot. So 2014 was your peak. It was one of my peaks. Right. I've had a few hot body You're 14s. on the way back, aren't you? You're, you're full on your fitness journey at the moment. You're doing all your really parties. I don't care. I'm happy. Does hot body 24. Hey, I'm not sledgy. You're the one that came to me ages ago saying that you were going to do Pilates and you want to get fit. I can, can, I say, a- can I tell you the truth as to yes. why I do Pilates? Because my mum's a midwife. Yeah. Or was. She says... You can tell when a woman's done Pilates, they don't basically get destroyed by childbirth. Oh. oh. And also it's good for, like, um, back pain and stuff for adult right. life. It's good for making you strong so that you don't get ailments that you often do when you grow older. Right. Well, that's boring. Cool, right? What's your just... password manifestation, Elliot? Oh, mine, yeah. mine used to be Bob Jane T-Mart because... <laughs> My you worked dad, at Super Cheap Auto. No, nah, just because my dad had a sticker on the back of his truck. I was making an MSN account. It's the first thing I saw. Oh. So it's Bob Jane T Mart. Sure, you can have like Bucks 2024. I've my, had Broncos my, 2021. My, that didn't work out that my year. My current one is is Bucks related, yes, but it's on everything. Yeah, yeah right. I had Broncos for Premiers 2021. That year did not manifest on. <laughs> <laughs> was that the. That's the shit. Yeah, that was a <laughs> So you never did that again? <laughs> yeah, I gave up on that. Yeah. I, I had Wallabies World Cup once as well. Gosh, I had so, so many. you're not on a fitness journey. I thought we were doing this together. I thought you were good doing hot. Hot girl winter, hot girl summer. We're doing hot girl summer. Okay, so we are doing hot girl summer. You ate a donut today. But my goals are different. It's about wellness. What's wellness? Just being well and feeling good. Are you well? Yeah. Okay. Um, quickly, radio, radio show today, Luke. What uh, you got? On the show today, yeah. um, we talked about uh, some biting incidents. Jack Whiten, obviously, uh, three three oh. games for uh, biting. Um, who did he bite? 
Tyson Gamble. The rat. My favourite rat. Yeah. Uh, and we got a great story from Baz in Rockhampton. He was funny. He was great. Uh, we also uh, had a chat about the Walkabout Creek Hotel. That's the Crocodile Dundee Hotel. That's up for sale Should in we Kinway. Buy Should we stuff our house <laughs> buying 4. journey? and 1.4 mil? Our house. Go I'm, halves. I'm not looking to buy a house. <laughs> you can. Oh, yeah. You spent all your money on a holiday. Yeah, I did. I really did. <laughs> um, we also uh, had a chat to Jared Wallace, who is going to be taking part in that uh, NRL fight night in October uh, in Townsville. It's who is fighting that, and you'll hear on the podcast, it's who is fighting that you couldn't pay me enough to get in the ring with I'm this I'm a bit gentleman. worried about it. Oh, dead set. No, thank you. Again, listen to the podcast, you find out who it is. That's it. And mm. AB, you've had some guidelines for some EV drivers, but... Uh... It's really interesting content. <laughs> riveting stuff. And I was completely on board and yeah, didn't tell and you, you a new one. extremely <laughs> supportive yeah. throughout it. We're on the same team. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's the podcast. Have a listen. We'll see you tomorrow. Very quickly, too, if you use the, the Instagram like we love Instagram, Luke loves motivational quotes, I love a good side profile because my front profile's bad, AB loves posting everything. Uh, Wombat the Steer on Instagram, our beautiful steer lives on Instagram. Make sure you say hello. Yeah, and he shared his voice for the first time. Yes, he sang this horrible (laughs) tune that's the worst steer noise I've ever heard. You can check it out again. Wombat the Steer on Instagram. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Uh, This is very, very fitting. Over in the UK, there's an airline called EasyJet, which anyone that's been to the UK loves to call EasyJet SleazyJet. So very, very apt that this occasion occurred on a SleazyJet flight. Passengers on the flight in the UK were hearing some pretty alarming noises coming from the plane's bathroom and figuring out that it was most likely what they thought it was, they alerted the cabin crew. Mm. Uh, There's actually footage going along uh, online at the moment on Twitter or X dot com very also fitting name that it has now of a steward flight steward knocking on the door not getting a response and with their master key opening the door to a couple of adults in consenting situation joining the mile high club yeah yeah for people who don't know the mile high club is two adults having a cuddle in the end it's a fictitious club that you can become a member of Mm. by doing the deed on a flight. And I can't talk about this story anymore because just before you said mm. that you were a member of the Mahaka, which just doesn't seem to be something that I could... I, I can't. I cannot comprehend that. No, I, You're I, so boring. I, I am. I, I, I said I was there when someone was. So. Oh, okay. You witnessed another yeah, induction. And, it, and it's like that story, but just with a very different ending. I, I, if you got time, um, this was... <laughs> Very fitting. Ten years ago, I was on a long-haul flight, um, and I was by myself. I was a young whippersnapper with nothing but hope in my eyes. Now it's just despair and self-loathing. And, yeah, I I heard what was, you know, some people... Was it the... Oh, you don't need to do that, but yeah, sure. Or the actual voices? Uh, No, it was, was, yeah, uh, sounds coming from human beings. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Loud ones. Um... So I just jokingly, and this is why you should never be a deli dibber double, whatever it is, uh, because I, I was laughing. You were the rat. Oh, yeah, okay, you can call me rat. I was laughing with the flight attendant because it was an earshot for them, and I said, oh, I think that's what's happening in there. And she said, oh, I'll have to go and have a look once they get out. So she knocks on the door and someone says, oh, oh God, I'll be a minute, I'll be a minute. Anyway, it was a couple more minutes and the person comes out and it was just the female that came out to the flight attendant look for the male inside and there was no male inside. Uh, 
What I thought was that club was a young lady that was sobbing because she was leaving her friends and family and going on a two-month trip away. So she was just a sad lady. And you exposed her. Oh, like yeah, that. and everyone watched. You know, for the Is moment. Is that when of, the hope left your eyes forever? Yeah, yeah, I mean, expecting what I was expecting to go to a female crime because she's going to miss her friends and family. Yeah, it is a vast. And did you have to tell them, like, hey, this is what I was yeah. looking on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, don't be a Debbie Dobber because, yeah, it often comes it back will to bite you. You're yes. an absolute monster. Queensland, yes. we want to hear about Australia's greatest bites, whether it be on the playground, in the workplace, maybe, or on the footy field, like it was for Jack White and over the weekend, the Canberra Raiders up against the Newcastle Knights when this happened. It's a bit me. Come over here. Gee, I've got an allegation of a bite. Hey, that's slobber. That's not sweat. Look at that. Hey, so, I'm going to put on a call. on the back of my head. Push it down. What am I meant to do? Hey, I can't move my mouth. He's got to move his arm. All right, Jack Whiten, or Byton, as mm-hmm. now self-titled, uh, was well, no, alleged no, he to have... He, he did yet. not call himself He that. would appreciate <laughs> no, the nickname. He, he was alleged to have bitten Tyson Gamble. Yep. They actually went to the judiciary last night. He was given three-game suspension. Mm. I mean, there's been many of these in history. Obviously, we don't know about the ones that happened to you, so on 13353, Great Australian Bites, we want your stories, Queensland. But there is none more iconic than, of course, Mike Tyson after he bit off a Vander Holyfield's ear in 1997. Again, not all of it, a little chunk. A tiny bit. Yes. He was fined $3 million and he had to give up boxing for a year as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the soccer, Luis Suarez, he had three major incidents in his career. Mm. The Uruguayan, he got done for it in 2010, 13 and 14. But none better than Triple M's own Jimmy Graham. Oh, yep. On Billy Slater yep. in the grand final in 2012, he was suspended for 12 games for that. Yeah, he Mike Tysoned him. And and here's the thing, Ab. I actually I stand with Jack Byton if we're going with that, with James Graham, with with Mike Tyson, with and with Lewis Suarez, because sometimes in the heat of the moment, sometimes people need a good bite. And and as we take your stories on one triple three five three and the great Australian bites, whether you're the biter or the bitee, whether this happened way back when, whether it's a recent tale, go for your life. Let me tell you a story. It was my sixth birthday party, and there was a, a young girl there called Rachel who I didn't want to invite to the party anyway, because whenever she showed up to our parties. She would always eat all the cake and leave none for anyone else. Anyway, did the same thing at my party, and she was told off by multiple kids and parents. She wasn't learning a lesson, so I hid under the cake table and I bit her on the ankle. She cried, got sent home early, <laughs> so it worked out well. Sometimes in the heat that of the moment... That was a bite for justice. It's okay to be part of the Great Australian Bites. I have never been a biter, yep. but I have been bitten right. before, just in kidney and whatnot. But I do remember when I was in primary school, yep. we had a call and they made everyone go into assembly and reminded us not to bite people. Mm. We were in year seven. Yep. Year seven, we were like 10. Yep. Someone bit someone at 10. Right. Bit old. Yep. Like I said, hey, Jack Biton is 30 odd. True, true. One triple three five three. Mm. Great Australian bites. Let's add to our list. Yep, biters, bites. Let's go to Rocky first on one triple three five three. Barry, were you what the biter or the bartee? No, 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 no. I was working in a uh, school. We were doing a new building in a school many years ago, and uh, we we're all sitting outside having lunch, and a uh, fight broke out. We thought, oh yeah, we'll sit back and watch. This is all good because we got nothing to do with us. Yeah. And um, 
anyway, the teacher grabs hold of the tall kid and the little short kid sort of, you know, backs off a bit. And um, I said to one of our teachers, I said, oh, what happened there? She said, um, the little grade three I got bitten by the grade sevener and the grade three has um, decided to lay out the year sevener. And I said, oh, yeah, right, eh? And then next, you know, the year seven is free and he's gone back for a second go. And then the little, uh, as we nicknamed him from that point onwards, Mighty Mouse, has <laughs> flogged him for a second time. My God. And he has this, and this little year three kid, Mighty Mouse, has yeah. this massive big bite mark on his arm and we're just sort oh. of sitting there laughing. And, you know, we go, yeah, nothing to do with us, <laughs> but it's good to watch. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you don't need a fight card just hearing Barry commentate on that story. i got to yeah. know, do you think, like in your time, obviously teaching, year seven's probably a bit old for the bites. That wouldn't happen often then? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I was actually in the building game back then. Uh, no longer no longer in the building game. Mm. So, uh, but I actually work in education, so there you go. You often see it quite a bit. Is that, Baz? <laughs> I think we, we get rid of the David V. Goliath original story. Do we replace it with that one? Because that's inspiring. They're nicknames and everything. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we looked into it later on, you know, yep. when we were talking to the teachers about it, um, yep. you know, Thing. And they went on to say, apparently, the young fella, uh, little Mighty Mouse, yep. he apparently was learning to box, and oh. he's gone on to be greater things. Right. I think he's a footballer now. I can't say who it is, say, but, yeah, oh, he's a footballer Baz, nowadays. Come on. Baz, so, come is he a professional one? Yeah, um, I don't even know whether he's. I don't even know whether he's playing anymore. He used to play for uh, Souths many, many years ago. What? Um, Leave us a so Actually, I think I know yeah. who it is. I think. It, do they live back in CQ? I think they may do. I have not come across them in many, many years. Right. I know who it is. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> But you've got to remember, I'm an old fogey. I'm an old fogey too. Yeah, I'm an old fogey, so that would go back to not the players of today. Okay, Baz, really so appreciate it. Have a good it. one. You too. It's a wonderful story. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. This is very special. It's come across our desk today. Uh, there is a special piece of, I mean, let's call it heaven. It's on the main road between Mount Isa and Longreach. People go from far and wide to visit the Walkabout Creek Hotel. You may be sitting there, well, why do people want to go all that way to see a, a pub or a hotel? Well, because, of course, it's the home of one of the greatest films of all time. That's a knife. That's a knife. Yes, Crocodile Dundee and this piece of beautiful real estate is now for sale. Joining us from VZ Real Estate, uh, Michael Verstandick. Mate, is this the holy grail for you? When this came across your desk of amazing things that you get to put on the market, surely this is the best ever. Well, it was, it was a pretty good day. It's not very often you get to market something like this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you can only imagine. Michael, I'm sure buyers will come to you with this immediately as well. Does the knife come with the pub? Uh, they, I think there's a reproduction knife there that might come with the pub. Um, Dick Smith visited a little while ago and he got to hold it. The, Michael, the, the pub itself, do you, does it still get visitors, you know, from all over the place because of how iconic it is? Has that died down or what? Oh, no, it hasn't died, died down at all. Um, like, kids go in there and they, they've they seen the movie, their parents get them to watch it before they get there, mm. and it, it's still very popular, even... Even for us, as soon as we listed it, we'd have people contacting the office and asking about it, even with no intention of buying it. It's just so iconic. So obviously with the tourism numbers considered, there's also a potential, you're saying, to maybe spice things up a little bit, a bit of a reno option there? (laughs) Oh, there's definitely room to improve the property and make it something better than it already is. 
um, Frank and Debbie, they had a 10-year plan and they're at the end of their 10 years now, so they just want to move on and be grey nomads. So the price tag on at $1.4 million, but as you said, you're buying an iconic piece of Australian film history as well as an amazing pub. Do do people, is it the the VZ website people head along to or what? Yeah, if they go to our website, vzrealestate.com.au, they'll be able to get all some more information about the pub. It's just a unique opportunity to purchase an iconic outback Aussie pub and a piece of Australian film history. I mean, obviously in your job, Michael, you'd be contacting prospective clients, people that you know that are interested in this kind of product. Has Paul Hogan had a call (laughs) just to float the idea? Like, you know, mate, it seems like an obvious choice. No, no one's passed his number on to me yet. (laughs) I mean, he's got the cash. Yeah, but he's at retirement age now. It might be a little bit too much work for him. That's yeah, a good true, point. True, true. All right. Well, well, unfortunately, Team Rush Hour, we just spent the last two pennies buying a show steer. We only had $13, so 12, I don't actually. know if we were quite yeah. there. Story for another day. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure a lot of interest across the state for this one. VZ Real Estate are selling the world-famous Walkabout Creek Hotel. It's a beautiful piece of history that you can now be part of. Michael, really appreciate your time on the Rush Hour this afternoon. Good on you, mate. That's okay, and, and that's not a pub. This is a pub. <laughs> well done. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Fascinated the take on this, AB, because I believe I've done a you. And by done a you, I mean you often – you have a lot of trust and faith in strangers. You're the kind of person you'd be driving on the Marlborough stretch between Mackay and Rocky, find a hitchhiker with, you know, no shoes and, and dirty pants, and you pick them up because you're a nice person. Oh, my God, I've actually got in trouble from my family for picking yeah. up a hitchhiker before <laughs> – I on the other side, I don't. I trust about seven people in my life, so I certainly don't trust strangers. But I've had a a weak moment overnight because it was built out of excitement. So I know I've talked about this a lot, but at, at the end of this year, I'm it, this is a trip of a lifetime for me. I've always wanted to go to the states and do all the sports. So I'm watching five NFL games, uh, five basketball games, a couple of hockey games. Part of that trip, I'm going to Boston and going to Martha's Vineyard, which is where they filmed my favourite movie of all time, which is. Is Jaws. So the first ever Jaws, most of it was shot there. I'm going to do the whole tour. That's cool. How do you get there, by the way? Yeah, it's just a ferry. Ferry okay. from the main part of Boston. So over there, you can do different tours. I posted on a couple of nerdy Jaws um, fan sites on Facebook, and they put me in touch with this woman called Dolores. Uh, now, Dolores has lived on the island forever. She's 60-odd. Uh, she was there when they made the movie and filmed it, all that kind of thing. She's going to give me a tour around. And we spoke um, over the phone, and she said, oh, where are you going to stay? I said, oh, I'll book somewhere. She said, oh, you can just stay at our house, no dramas whatsoever, all good. Oh, my gosh. And in the moment, I've panicked and just said yes. So she, from there, has set it all up. But what I didn't understand, I thought it might be Dolores and her husband and, you know, me somewhere in the basement. There's five bedrooms. There's ten family members that live there, and I'm sharing a bedroom with one of the cousins called Matthew. I don't like this. I don't know. That's a step further than me, I feel. Yes, I would 100% meet up with Dolores, possibly get dinner. Yeah. I don't know, go in a car with her somewhere. I wouldn't stay at her house. I also would never share a room with someone. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. Why can't you get out of it? Because is there not a hotel? There is, but now I'm in an uncomfortable position where I've already spoken to this woman. She's already booked me in for this tour of my favourite film of all time, Jaws. She knows all the spots. She knows all the insights. Apparently she's the local on the island that everyone goes to with this stuff. But, I mean... 
call me crazy. I don't want to. I'm a grown ass man. I don't want to share a bedroom with another guy. This grown, is also like the beginning of the movie. The movie. What movie? Oh, I trusted the little old lady in the town and I stayed at her house with 50 oh. children. You get there and there's no children. I just think I you, do, you do a classic stitch up. Yeah. Hey, sorry, plans have changed. Yep. A friend of mine's reached out. She really wants to come on the tour as well. We've got a hotel. It's a small island. What if she spots me? She cancelled last minute. Okay. I kept the room. That's the most sensible thing you have ever I appreciate that. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Life's great questions. No way. Yeah, Queensland, we need you again. If you've never been part of Life's Great Questions before, it's it's where, because AB and myself, not even half a brain between us, you answer the unanswerable questions that befuddle us. And there's one that has us today, and, and stay with us on this journey. First up, we're going to go to a member of our news team, fresh to Queensland from New Zealand, F the Waz. Uh, joining <laughs> us now, Archie Milligan. Good afternoon. Kia ora, AB. Kia ora, Elliot. And uh, up the wires, thank you. F the wires. Archie, um, so, so you moved over to Queensland. Obviously, you've got to do a bit of life maintenance. One of those things is getting your driver's licence sorted. Now, before we go to your Queensland driver's licence, you're allowed to smile in New Zealand licences. I'm looking at a photo of your old licence right now. You're grinning from ear to ear. This is a thing. Oh, look, I mean, that smile was a pretty big smile. Yep. I was uh, about a week from moving to Queensland because okay. um, my wallet had just got stolen, so I had to get a new license. Yeah. And uh, But I thought, I'll, I'll get a new photo, and I'll get a sort of a cheeky grin. They had no problem with it. Yep. And then you've come to Queensland. You have your new photo where it looks like you're filled with self-loathing Yeah, you look a- like you've regret. done 15 years prison. What they say to you pre-photo? Well, they, um, they said, right, you know, let's come take the picture. Mm. And, uh, you know, move over to the seat and sat down and I, I asked them, I said, hey, firstly, can I wear my glasses? They said no. Yep. And then I said, oh, well, you know, am I allowed to, am I allowed to smile? She also said no. And I was a little, a little taken aback after my big cheeky grin and my, uh, my Kiwi one. But, you yep. know, we're not allowed to smile in our passport photos. So, you know, I, I, was, I thought, okay, my passport photo is not too bad. Hopefully my Queensland one won't be too bad. It's shocking, Archie. <laughs> it's so You're a good-looking kid. Bad. I will say that friend to friend. But please, rush yeah. our QLD on Instagram, people. Uh, we'll have the photo up there oh, momentarily, and you can suss it for yourself. Archie, you and I were talking about this as well. In New Zealand, not only can you smile in licensed photos as well, less relevant, but you can wear headwear. Yes, if you, you can. Wish. You That's... can. You can you wear can a spaghetti wear... colander on your head. You, because the uh, the church, the flying spaghetti monster, is a uh, is a you know a registered religion. Uh, people people do wear uh, spaghetti colanders on their heads. And it's uh, oh pretty funny. God. Your, your country's but it's, you know, messed up. it's all up. very serious. All right, Archie, you, you get out of here. Go and rest up for your new shift tomorrow. Uh, one more time. Yeah, get some sleep according to that license photo. Appreciate you joining us, mate. All right, none of your team. All right, here's where we turn to you, Queensland. Here's, and I don't understand the more we think about it. On one triple three five three. Why can't we smile in our licence photos? Wouldn't the world be a much nicer place? Mm. The Department of Transport, let's be honest, shout out to the workers there. That's a tough gig. My God, it's a depressing place. It'd be just that little bit better if we're allowed to have a big, cheeky, archy grin. One triple three five three. Why can't we do it? I've looked it up as well, and it says, yes, Australian driver's licences, you are not permitted to smile. Why? You can't even really show your teeth. It's not like you look like I a person. I don't get it. Person. It's not like passport stuff. It's not as you know official and there's international borders and whatnot involved. This is your driver's license. My only theory is it's 
maybe because when you're getting pulled up by the police, you don't usually have a smile on, so that's oh, easier to compare. that's not it. They're like, oh, yes, you do look like this really miserable right. uh, woman with no makeup and crap hair. Again, we go to you for the unanswerable stuff that we can't work out. One triple three five three, Queensland driver's licences. Uh, again, look at the photo of Archie on our Instagram page, Rush Hour Curity. looks miserable. Why can't we, promise we smile? promise he is happy. Why can't we smile in our licence photos? In Gladstone, Rebecca, do you know why? Because our government doesn't want us to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they do a good job of raising interest rates and Uh, making the cost of living out of touch. That's very funny. All right, uh, we're going to go to Rocky. We'll never be happy. We're going to go to Rocky. Brad, we cannot smile in Queensland licence photos. What's your theory as to why? I think it's got to do with the facial recognition software. They need a blank canvas and they can adjust it all, you know, to make it look like you're smiling or whiskers or whatever. Yeah, but if, if, if you have facial recognition on your phone, if I'm grinning from ear to ear, my phone still unlocks. Yeah, but it's, oh, I don't know, mate. It, I think it's just more technical, right. more stuff that New Zealand hasn't caught up with us with, obviously. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> Fair enough. They're still on VCRs, I've heard. All right, we'll go to Warwick now. Jackie, what's your theory on this? Um, my theory is that it's actually um, works the uh, distinctive um, facial characteristics of your face. That's why um, they compare it against the other um, images and credentials, which is used like to do with your passport. Basically, smiling will make it hard for the software to read your face. Okay, and, and I've just mm. been told from producer Luke that you, you have worked or you do work with Main Roads? Yes, I do, actually. And okay. yes, I know. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why um, I actually, yeah, one so, of the reasons why I know. <laughs> so so can we, and, and hear me out, I get it as an expensive fix. Is there potential in the future they could change the tech so that, you know, your base model has a smiling face so that we have lovely, attractive photos moving forward With for our license? In them. Yes. Well, it would love it would yep. be lovely to do that, yep. but all in all, no, because um, yeah, it's got, it's got to match, match up basically with it, it, it'll be in conjunction with your passports, um, yep. uh, photo ID, like you know, sorry, digital ID, everything yep. like that. So, 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 um, so, like Brad, Brad wasn't off the mark then in saying about New Zealand because New Zealand you can smile in your photos. Is that because they're not necessarily using the same fancy tech as us? Not yet. We used to be able to smile in our photos probably about five to ten years ago. Right. No, about ten years ago. I've been frowning for decades. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I, hey, Jackie, thank you so much for shedding a little bit of light. No worries. Thank okay. you. So the answer is oh, it's wow. terminated technology, fancy robot stuff. And New Zealand, like I said, still on VCRs. <laughs> exactly. So they're manually drawing exactly. people's faces yeah. and going, wanted, this guy, here's right. his passport sketch. That's fascinating. Good on you, Jackie. We, rarely we get a really definitive answer where we're all satisfied. No, definitely. We're never. there today. I can't wait to be at this time. I know you'll be there too, AB. Battle on the Reef on the 7th of October. Some of the biggest names in rugby league enter the boxing ring. Jason Taumalolo for the first time. Uh, Tavita Pango Jr. will be there. Justin Hodges fighting Matt Cooper. That'll be awesome. Uh, And big, humongous Nelson Osofa Solomona, who is 700 foot tall, 400 kilos. The whole thing's been, well, who the heck's going to be brave enough to take him on? And it's been announced today a friend of the Rush Hour will be jumping in the ring. Please welcome to the Rush Hour. 
a bloke that's far too good looking to be packing into the front row. Oh, I love One of Wayne Bennett's adopted sons. My boy was just like me. Ringer's Western's finest. A maroon and a dolphin. Mr. Jared Wallace. <laughs> Jay Wall. Hello. What are you doing, brother? Brother, I, uh, I wasn't too sure if I was going to get my uh, all-time favourite intro of all time because obviously it's not technically footy, but it is. But you've just li- you've just made my day that much better to uh, to have it. So, but no, look, I've just uh, just walked out of uh, a bit of promotion, a bit of uh, talk for for the fight on October seven, um, and I will be taking on the uh, biggest man in rugby league slash Australia in uh, Big Nelson. So, man, I'm looking forward to it. I started training Monday. Uh, started hitting the pads again. Obviously, I had a fight in you know, in 2019, but I think uh, this one's going to be just a little bit bigger. And I don't mean the pun of because he's six foot seven, 130 kilos. <laughs> yeah. I think the fight itself is going to be that little bit bigger and uh, that bit better, and uh, even better that it's in Townsville, uh, where you guys are. Now, look, Jay Wall, arguably one of the most frightening blokes. You go okay yourself. Did you have any say in who you were competing with, or was it like absolutely no choice whatsoever? <laughs> Look, the funny thing is, originally I thought I was fighting. I was told that uh, I was asked if I'd fight Nel- uh, if I'd fight Jason Tomalolo. I was like, yeah, why not? I'll get in the ring and that's sweet. And then uh, I get sent the contract. And uh, the contract name is Nelson's. And I'm like, hey, what's doing here? <laughs> That's not what I signed up for. Uh, but look, look, I, I, look he's, a, yeah, he's been training for two or three years to be a fighter. Uh, he wants to get in the ring and have a crack. He hasn't had a crack yet. But uh, look, I'm not scared of him on the field. And I'm not scared of him off the field. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the challenge and uh, putting myself into some dark places that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, boxers do to, to get their mentality right for this. And, you know, we started Monday and I'm just, at the moment, I'm working on my fitness to make sure that I go the, the full distance and, um, you know, if he throws 200 punches, I throw 400 punches, sort of thing. So. Jay, well, for those that aren't aware, you, you've had a fight. You're actually 1-0. 2019 uh, former rugby league player Nick Tim, you, you defeated him there. Uh, obviously, yep. and again, we use the pun, a much bigger opponent in every sense of the word here. What do you do with a bloke that's 130 kilos? As you mentioned, it, 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 I remember standing next to Nelson for the first time. He is all of six foot seven. His quads have their own postcode. Do, do you have to try and put on a bit of weight there too? A couple of extra Big Macs or, or are you happy to fight a little bit smaller than him? I don't know. Like, I hope so. I'm more than happy to uh, go and eat a few more Big Macs. <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if McDonald's are out there, please yeah. sponsor me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, look, nothing changes for me. Obviously, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm 109, 110 at the moment. My trainer has said, you know, we don't want to be going in less than that because he is such a big man. Uh, but look, he is he's big, he's strong, he's long and powerful. Um, and I've just got to make sure that my fitness is up to scratch so that I can take in the full, you know, the full, what is it, four rounds, three rounds mm-hmm. that we're doing and uh, make sure that at the end of the day I'll throw more punches than he does and uh, I'll just stay in there. You know, mentally, I'm, I'm ready to you know, go to war on that with him, which is uh, you know, what I reckon is going to happen. You know, I reckon he's going to be just as pumped as I am to get in the ring. He's been waiting for a few years to do it, and now he gets his opportunity. So uh, I think it's going to be a you know, fantastic fight. There's, you know, there's, I think the whole card is some fantastic fights. And you know, I was just with Benny Hennett, uh, who is also fighting on the on the card, and then, man, he's ready to, you know, ready to rumble as well, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Jay, well, what did Wayne say when you touted this idea with him? I mean, even if you're in the off-season, you guys are so close. Surely he got a phone call? You might need to beep out what he said, <laughs> but it was something along the lines of F. 
okay, yep. you're an idiot. Right. Is he going to come along and watch? No, probably not. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows how to, Maybe if I book, like, I'll have to get the team to uh, to book his flights and send him up because he wouldn't have a clue how to book a flight you know, <laughs> if he wanted to. Well, I, I, can't, I can't wait for the night. I can't wait for that fight. I'm going Jay Wall in an upset yeah. battle on the reef. Uh, tickets are available via Ticket Tech. Just finally, mate, I know some of the greats like uh, Tyson Fury, you know, he'll walk out to a song that'll put off his opponent. Maybe you're thinking a little like... You know, get in Nelson's head only early and then knock him out. I don't know. That's Dance down out. the aisle. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the exact song I was thinking yeah. too. Great to minds. Great minds. Hey, how good. Jared Wallace back in the ring the first time in four years. Can't wait to watch come October, mate. Congrats. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. I've been sitting on this one for a while. I figured now is the time because we're quite far into this journey together mm. that I – as an electric vehicle owner and driver, mm. reach out to all of the many, many new ones in this great state and give you a few wise words. Just for some stats, by the way, uh, June 30 this year, there are more than 24,470 EVs registered in Queensland. That's up from 16,000 in January. The number is climbing. I have been an EV driver for four and a bit years, so I think I'm pretty seasoned. Now, I want to tell everyone out there who's just come along and joined this journey for the first time, first things first, don't freak out about charging. There is a thing called range anxiety where for some reason you switch to an electric vehicle and you freak out that you're going to run out all the time. Just plug it in overnight like your phone. It's the easiest way to go. Secondly, people will always be haters about electric vehicles. They'll come up and they'll say to you, oh, they're so bad for the environment. The battery has lithium in it. Ignore them. But if you want a really good comeback, just say, isn't that a bit like your car battery that you have in your normal car because all cars have batteries? And finally, there is etiquette. When it comes to charging stations, don't be a galah and leave your car there all day. Other people need to charge. Stay by the car, do it quick, short and sweet, and make your way out. There's also a bunch of other apps as well that you can join and Facebook communities and the like. You know, reach out to me anytime. If you're a new member of this community, welcome. I'm excited to have you on board. All pun intended. Yep. EV owners are the kind of people that like smelling their own farts. You, Mine you, do smell better and you create guys less emissions. So are yes. so smug. And, and let, I'm making up a number here. Let's say 2% of the population drive EVs. So you're in this own little bubble. You think you're better than everyone else. And you think the worst part is, electric vehicle drivers, you think you're interesting. It's like the people that buy a Nutribullet <laughs> and they want to tell all their friends about how good a Nutribullet is. I could not give seven shits, let alone one. It's just dead set. Oh. Good. I'm glad you have... Is it a bit like Australians who love NFL and think that everyone else should equally love NFL and make little web story series on their Instagrams every single year about NFL? My personal Instagram, you just wasted three minutes on our radio show celebrating 2% of the population. I couldn't give a shit. I didn't celebrate them. I gave them tips. That was more boring than your bit about when you sledged NRL fans asking for merchandise. Dead set. You, you can all hang out together. I can't wait till you get one in future and ask me for but tips. Hey, here's the thing. Maybe I don't know listen what to here, charge. Listen here, Palooka. 
I might get one one day. I've got nothing against EVs. It's just so boring every time you say, oh, there's 24,000 new ones in the state. That's as boring as saying, oh, I just, oh, look, a bit of paper on the floor. Oh, I just went for a wee two minutes ago. I'm going to have Maggie noodles tonight. Here's the thing. Electric vehicle owners, it's outstanding. Great. You're helping the environment. Here's the harsh truth. We'll have to finish on this afternoon, and I hate to punch you in the face with it, but nobody cares but you. While you were going on on that rant, 10,000 more people joined oh, the EV racks in Queensland. <laughs> Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and celebrate footy finals with their footy finals half price vitamin sale. Stock up on all your favourite vitamins today. Be quick, end September 24.